Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills. I'm the lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska, and I am so thankful that you are joining us today for another podcast. Uh, I'm super excited because we are starting a small little series that I think you will find uh, helpful and useful in, in our daily walk, and, and I'm excited to kind of give that to you because that means uh, it's only two weeks away from Easter. So uh, really excited about that, which we're going to start a new series um, for that as well. And I'll get more information to you uh, as we get a little closer to that. So uh, today, uh, if you are listening, I believe you are listening for a reason and a purpose, as always. And my prayer is that God will answer or show you the reason and purpose of why you are listening to our Venture Podcast. Well, let's get started. Today, uh, we're starting, as I mentioned, this two-week series. Uh, It's called To Gather. Um, and then uh, following, we're going to dive into our Easter series, which will be uh, really, really cool. Uh, so if you have your Bibles with you today uh, and you want to follow along, we will be in 1 Samuel chapter 14. Uh, but before we go through that, I want to read to you uh, the words of Jesus recorded in Matthew eighteen twenty. Jesus said, for where two or three gather as my followers, I am there among them. Wherever two or three gather together. So wherever two or three come together in his name, he is there in the midst of them. Now, some people may say, does that mean he's not there if I'm by myself? Well, of course not. God will never leave you nor forsake you. But scripture talks over and over and over again about the power and the special presence that God is that is with us as we gather in community with other believers. There, there's something powerful about the agreement of Christians who come together in, in biblical community And today, what I want to talk to you about is the importance of those biblical relationships in what we call life group here at Chandler. Uh, You might call them small groups or um, gatherings, and it could really be your typical uh, Bible study group, okay? It's a life group for us as a group of people who commit to doing life together centered around God's Word, to, to pray for one another, to support one another, to do life together. So it goes beyond just the Bible study, okay? Uh, in fact, I believe with all my heart that in every single one of you, there is more greatness, there is more potential, uh, there are more possibilities than you could ever imagine. I believe that within some of you, there is a future marriage that would honor God, and there would be generations of Christ followers that would that you would help raise. I believe that in some of you, there is a ministry that God wants to pull out to help a certain group of people around the world. I also believe in some of you there might be a business, uh, that there's a vision to make a difference, a business that could help people, or at least spin off lots of revenue to help ministries around the world, those types of things. There may even be a book inside of you that needs to come out, but I believe that in all of you there is greatness. The problem for so many people is that they are missing one thing, and that one thing most people are missing is the right relationships in their life. Most people are missing the right relationships. In fact, if you'll write this key thought down, um, if you are taking notes, here's what it says. You'll never do all God wants you to do without the right people around you. You'll never do all God wants you to do without the right people around you. 
And I promise you, you will never accomplish all that God wants you to accomplish without the right people around you. Now you may say, well, Dan, you know, if I've just got God, isn't that enough? Well, if you look through scripture, you're going to see that God uses God pe- God's people to bring about God's purposes, okay? And there's a power in the family of God, okay? If you take from the beginning of the Bible all the way through, you'll see this consistently being taught. If you just go to the very beginning in Genesis when Adam was all by himself, God said, it's not good that man be alone. So he created Eve. Why? So that somebody could find his car keys and tell him how to drive whenever he was going somewhere, right? <laughs> no. It's because he couldn't do it all by himself. If you look at Solomon, he said, two are better than one. If one falls down, who can help him up? Well, if he's got a buddy, a buddy can help him up. Deuteronomy said, if one can put a 1,000 to flight, then two can put 10,000 to flight. In other words, two is not twice as good as one. Two is 10 times good as one. And the opposite is true as well. Not only can the right people propel you in the right direction, but the wrong people can take you in the wrong direction. And Paul told the church in Corinth, he said, bad company of the wrong people will, will corrupt good morals or good character. In fact, what I want you to do for this moment is I want you to think about the five most dominant voices in your life, okay? Think about your five closest friends for a moment. Who are those most time with? If you want to see the potential in your life, look at the five most dominant relationships around you. Every single time, you show me the five most dominant voices in your life, and I will show you the trajectory of your life. I will show you where you're headed every single time, okay? Take any area of your life. Let's say you work, which most of you probably do, okay? And your closest five buddies work with you, and they all hate their job, hate the company, hate the boss. Uh, They don't like this or don't like that. Nothing's fair. Can't get ahead. Guess what? you got a ceiling on your professional career because you've got a bad attitude and you're not going anywhere. On the other hand, if the five people you work with say, hey, I believe we can be promoted here. I believe we can serve our company as we're serving the Lord and we honor our boss. I promise you those people are promotable. If you hang out with people with an entrepreneurial mindset, hey, we can make a difference in the world. Hey, there's money to be made and we can go use it for God's kingdom. You hang around people like that, guess what? Your professional ceiling just went way, way, way up, okay, every single time. You take marriage. Let's say you're married and your five closest married friends, they've got messed up marriages. All the guys are going out, hanging at the bar, chasing other girls. All the women, they disrespect their husbands, don't like him, blah, 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 nah, nah, nah. Guess what? Your chances of of a good marriage are very, very small. On the other hand, your five closest married friends, they love Christ. There is godliness in their relationships. The men, they're laying down their lives to serve their wives as Christ did for the church. The wives come alongside of their husbands and say, God has called us to greatness. We have a mission for our marriage. Guess what? You're on the way to having a great marriage. You take your relationship with God. All of your friends, they're they're partiers, they're casual Christians. They call themselves Christians, but they don't live like it. Or they may not even be Christians at all. You hang around with people like that, they will pull you down. You hang around people who make God, who makes God's word, I'll spit that out right, who make God's word a priority. They're, they're, they're people of prayer. They're in the church. They're using their gifts to make a difference. Guess what? You've got kingdom greatness because of those around you. You show me the five most dominant voices in your life, and I will show you where your life is heading. Why does this matter? Because when the right people gather together for the right reasons, God is there and does great things. 
When the right people gather together for the right reasons, wherever two or more gather together in his name, there he is among them. And whenever the right people gather for the right reasons, God is there and great things happen. I'm going to show you a story from the Old Testament that, that honestly reminds me so much of, of my friends. Okay, So let me give you the context. There's three main players in this, in this story. There's King Saul, uh, there's his son Jonathan, and then there's an armor bearer. Okay? The context is that the Israelites were oppressed. They'd been whooped up on by the, the Philistines. Okay? The Philistines, they're, they're the bad guys. The Israelites are out hiding in caves and under rocks and all kinds of places. They're scared to death. And so here we're going to read. It's uh, uh, from 1 Samuel 14, starting verse 1. One day, Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armor bearer, Come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he did not tell his father. It's interesting to me that he didn't tell his father, King Saul. Why? Well, they had a very fractured relationship. Some of you, you've got a relationship with someone like that. In our current age, we would say that King Saul was a, uh, an absent father. You know, kind of in our culture, that's what you would call it. And so he should have been one of the most dominant voices, but he wasn't. Some of you, you had a dad like that. He might have been absent and you grew up without a dad. Or maybe some of you, your dad just wasn't there for you emotionally. He was, he was there, but he wasn't there. Maybe for some of you, it was a mom or a close friend or a spouse. And there was someone who should have been a supporting role in your life, and they weren't. And you missed out on something significant. Well, the Bible says that one day, one day everything changed. Johnson said, you know what? It might as well be today. I, I'm sick of where I am. I'm going to do something about these Philistines. I'm not going to stick where I am. And for some of you, you may say today is that day. I'm going to go out and intentionally seek the right relationships. Because let's be honest, the right relationships rarely happen by accident. They take investment. They take sacrifice. They take time. And they take commitment. And I want to show you a few things about the right people. Because when the right people gather for the right reasons, God is there. And the right things happen couple of thoughts. The first thing about the right people is this. We are going to see the right people help us navigate obstacles and temptations. The right people help us navigate obstacles and temptations. Look at what scripture says. Look at verse four. Okay. It says on each side of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine out, he reached the Philistine outpost was a cliff. One was called Bozes and the other Senna. Let's pause there for a second, because if you're a note taker and you got your Bibles out, I want you to circle that word bozes, okay, and write in the word slippery, because bozes, bozes means slippery, and then I want you to circle the word senna, okay, and write the word thorny, because it means thorny. It's interesting how on the journey to please God, how often we have to navigate the slippery slopes of temptation or the thorny obstacles of our spiritual enemy. Think about this. If you don't have the right people in your life, as you're moving toward what God wants, I promise you, you can be so easily tripped up by temptation. You, you get proud or you get ready on a business deal and do something stupid. Um, or you see someone that's not your spouse and you get an attraction. And when the right people are there, they can speak correction. They can speak encouragement. They can kick your butt when you need it, okay? But when you don't have the right people there, you can lose ground on the slippery slopes of temptation. Same is true of obstacles. You, you run into a challenge. Sometimes you just think, I wish there was someone who could help me. I don't know what to do. I've never been here before. 
In fact, I guarantee you there are many of you today that you've got people all around you, but you're in a place where you just need some help. You may be hurting, and even though there's people around you, you still feel incredibly lonely. You just keep thinking, I just wish someone cared. I wish someone knew. I'd give anything if I could just cry with someone or someone would listen. Some of you, you may be facing something and whatever it might be, and you just don't know what to do. I'd give anything if someone could give me advice on this. Someone could help me figure out what to do with this. What's missing? You're missing the right people in your life because the right people will help you navigate through those times. The second thing this text teaches us about the right people is that they help us to overcome a wavering faith. They help us to overcome a wavering faith. And I don't know about you, but sometimes as a Christian, you have a real strong faith, and then at other times, your faith isn't quite as strong. How many of you would say that? Say that, well, that's me. Well, it's me too, okay? Watch Jonathan as he almost struggles with this. Look at uh, verse 6. He says, John said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. What do you see there? You see this faith and then this uncertainty. It's what I often do. I'll come home and say, God is leading us to do this. I think. (laughs) God has promised me to do this. I hope. And every now and then, you just need the right people around you to give you the, the, the faith to do what God put on your heart to do. Okay? Many of you, you've got that vision. You've got that dream. There's that something, and yet you haven't had the courage to act because you you need the right people to stand with you, okay? Write this down. Here's the heart of this whole message, and I pray this lands on your heart as it has mine. What are the right people? The right people are with you heart and soul. The right people are with you heart and soul. The, The right spiritual influences are with you heart and soul. We're not talking about your Facebook friends. You know, I follow you on Twitter, 140 characters or less, let's do life together. No, that's not not how it works. I'm talking about people who are in your life all of the time, heart and soul, every bit of it. In fact, this is what the armor bearer says, and I I love this. Look at verse 7. Listen to what he says. Do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. Go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. I'm with you heart and soul. Whatever God puts on your heart, I'm going to be there for you. I'm not leaving you. I'm not here for a while and then gone. I'm, I am with you from the deepest places in my life. Heart and soul, I am with you. When you're afraid, I'll stand by you. When you're stupid, I'll correct you. But, but when you speak and you believe God has spoken, I will confirm it. When, when you don't know what to do, and I'll be a sounding board for you. When you're praying, I'm going to pray with you. Because I don't know about you, but when I'm praying for a miracle, I don't want to pray alone. I want some heart and soul prayer warriors locking arms with me, shaking heaven with our combined faith. Because there's something about agreement that touches the heart of God, right? Wherever, whenever two or three gather together in his name, I want some heart and soul people, right? When you go through tragedy in life, and you will at some point, you know what you need? You need some heart and soul people. Your teenage daughter comes home pregnant, or your kids get hooked on drugs, and, and what do you need? What you don't need, I'll say it this way, what you don't need is some religious, judgmental, holier-than-thou church person say, well, if you, had a, if, you had a, if you had been a better parent, there must have been sin in your life. I know you weren't blah, blah, blah. No, 
What you need is someone who says, heart and soul, baby, I'm locking up with you, okay? We're going to do this together. We're going to pray through this thing. We're going to get some godly counsel together, and we're going to see what God can, see God take uh, what the enemy meant for evil and use it for good. We're going to see that happen. Someone who is with you, heart and soul. If you're married and, and one day your marriage gets on shaky ground, what you don't need is her taking sides with the wife and him t- taking sides with the husband and driving the marriage further apart. What you need are, are a few people who say, heart and soul, I'm not for you or for you. I'm for your marriage and, and you're not getting a divorce. We're not going to let the enemy steal away the covenant that you've created. We're going to stick with you in your face, love you, support you, heart and soul to the very end. If you don't have the right people, I promise you, your potential is vastly limited. The missing ingredient for so many people is the right people. Let me tell you about our heart and soul friends. When my nephew died at the age of 18, our, my family's world and my world, uh, my family's, you know, my wife and I's world was shattered, okay, just destroyed. Let me tell you who sustained us. Uh, yes, we had family and we had a few friends, but our friends at Chandler Acres Church carried us, okay? Most of them were from the church and carried us, carried us in prayer and support in every way. I'm telling you, if you don't have the right people, you're going in the wrong direction. It's so important. You need a Naomi and Ruth relationship. I love the language of Naomi and Ruth. Wherever you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Nothing will separate us but death. What is that? That's heart and soul. That's the deepest thing. Now, give a little humor to it. What's funny about that verse is a lot of people use that as their wedding text. And and in my book, that's assumed in the marriage, right? Of course I'll go where you go. We are now together. We're one, right? We're one flesh. And of course your people are are my people. That's just assumed. Once we get married, we become family. Everybody's a part of the family, right? Now, what's so much more beautiful when you look at it is when you don't look at it in a marriage context, but when you look at it in the context of the body of Christ. I am with you, heart and soul. And I love Moses. Whenever God told him to stand up on the mountain and lift up his arms, and and when he did, the Bible says that the troops advanced and would win in the battle under Joshua. But whenever his arms got tired and they started to drop, then they started to lose the battle. Well, guess what God did? God sent two heart and soul friends, Aaron and Hur. And one man sat on one side and held up one arm, and the other man sat, up, sat on the other side and held up the other arm. And suddenly, with heart and soul strength, Moses was able to keep his arms in the air. I'm telling you, some of you don't have the strength to make it. You're sinking. You're sinking in debt. You you can't keep up. You're falling behind. Spiritually, you're flat. Your children are going the wrong direction. You're a cultural Christian at best. You can't hold your arms up. What do you need? You need some heart and soul people to come alongside and say, I will help carry you. I will sustain you. You look at the New Testament, what do you see? Biblical community, and they shared the word of God together, and if anyone had a need, they sold something to meet that need, and no one lacked anything. And other people looked on and saw this radical love. What do they have? I don't understand what they believe, but I like what they have. What do they have? They have heart and soul. Heart and soul. Here's what I hear from people all the time. Well, I just don't have time for that. I don't have time for a life group. 
I'll just say as humbly as I can, my schedule is probably as busy as yours. I'm just going to be honest. It probably is because I don't just work on Sundays, okay? I have all kinds of stuff going on. In fact, some of my days are, you know, 16-hour days. Just depends on what's going on. I also have a wife and a family as well as taking care of a house. My schedule can be as tense, intense as yours. I promise you. I don't have time. No, actually, I don't have time not to have the right people in my life. I have to. I need prayer. I need a place where I'm not Pastor Dan. I'm just Dan. I need a place where I can just drop it all and say I'm hurting. I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. I'm struggling with this issue with a kid. I don't know what to do. Hey, I'm praying about this. What do you think? Because when you have the right people gathered together for the right reasons, God shows up and God does great things. And I'll say, when I look at the Christian community today, the most open need I see is that there's not community. It's too busy. It's too busy. And the wrong people speak into your lives. Because if the five most dominant voices aren't lifting you closer to God, then your possibilities have just been capped. Okay? But when the right people are there inspiring you with God's truth and praying for you, two are better than one. If one can put 1,000 to flight, then two can put 10,000. Listen, you want stronger finances, get around people who biblically handle their finances. You want a stronger relationship, get around people with strong relationships. You want to be closer to God, get around people who are closer to God, and, and then just work through issues. When it hurts you, you forgive them. Don't say, I'm taking my Bible and going to another church. All right, I want to close with this. I pray that for those of you that are Christians, that you would gather with the right people for the right reasons and watch God do great things. And those of you who are not Christians, I pray that you would be so moved by the love in the body of Christ, reflecting God's love, that you say, I need that. I want that. I want to be a part of a spiritual family, and I'm ready to give my life to Christ. I hope you do that. That's my prayer uh, today. That concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us today and listening in. I hope it's helped in some way to understand that two are better than one, right? Jesus, God tells us that uh, wherever two or more are gathered, uh, he will be in the midst. So thank you for again for joining us. Uh, please join us next week as we will wrap up this small little series called To Gather. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.